morning, glory, and hallelujah, everybody. It is the morning after with Nick and Big J. Here we are on the 29th day of June, 2020. My name is Nick. There's Big J right over there. hey Short week for me, but the beginning of a week for the Treasure Valley. Hopefully it was a weekend for you, and you enjoyed it somewhat. The weather wasn't too ridiculously hot. That's good, right? No, it was great. Did you get out and enjoy it other than going for the live broadcast? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I got out. I went outside the back uh, pa- patio for 10 minutes. It was wonderful. <laughs> what did you do with the rest of your weekend? Nah, nothing, man. I just hunger. I just actually climbed under the covers and never left. Nice. Sounds incredibly depressing. Sleep, yeah. uh, Friday and Saturday night. Yeah, that sounds like it's standard operating procedure these days uh, with the last of us as uh, it continues to be just... <laughs> I mean, you know, it was a rough weekend because a couple of my heroes were taking a, a hit. Yep. Rightfully so. Yeah. So, I mean, that's just, you know, sucks. What What have you done with the Dr. Disrespect Funko figure? Has uh, it, has I, it been he retired? is face down on the desk. <laughs> currently. So, and, and Adam and I were uh, going back and forth for a long time trying to figure out what, what uh, Dr. Disrespect did to get permanently banned from Twitch. Uh, if you're not aware, Dr. Disrespect is a very famous uh, video game streamer that Big J and Adam enjoy very much that has been banned for Twitter for uh, from Twitch, excuse me, for uh, unknown reasons. But uh, you would believe it's, you've cracked the case? It's probably bad. Yeah. It's not good. Yeah. And so uh, they're coming to grips with heroes. And then the other one that, that is also being canceled is John week. Wayne. John Wayne. John Wayne got in trouble. Well, I mean, he got himself into trouble a lot back in the day, but, you know, pretty racist dude. It's just weird to me. Like, I mean, uh, you and I agree that, that, you know, when you read these things, you're like, God, I mean, Jesus, what is happening? Why, why is that? Why has, why does it take this long before we know about stuff like this? I guess is my real No, we knew about it. I didn't. You didn't know that John Wayne was that way? I'm not the John Wayne fan that you are. And so I don't know everything about the man. We went to the John Wayne Museum. I know, but it's not like they have, here's his white supremacy wing. You know what I mean? They don't have that. Well, that interview that he did was, is pretty famous. Um, and kind of had been out there and so you know that's the thing we choose to ignore we have chosen to ignore and let uh just kind of sleeping dogs lie that's not acceptable anymore and you know what i'm okay with that uh because you know i mean it's too bad that he felt that way um it's a bummer and it hurts my feelings that he felt that way but i can't change that no no you just have to change your flights so that you don't go to the john wayne airport anymore so that you're not part of the problem though it's an easy airport to get in and out of it's true uh, on top of that, today we are going to give away some care packages. Now more than ever, you need these face coverings. We've got you covered there uh, over the course of the show today. Big J will have some Man of Monday action for you and a whole bunch of other fun to be had during the course of the show. But we also play music on this show. And so we kick things off with Rage Against the Machine. This is People of the Sun on the X-Rocks. Newsfeed on the morning after with Nick and Big J. Well, Big J, the numbers are still not looking so pretty when it comes to COVID-19 here in the state of Idaho for the sixth straight day uh, over the weekend. Idaho added another 100 new coronavirus cases. That is based on data from health districts and the state. On Saturday, a total of 115 confirmed cases were reported. They don't report on Sunday, so we'll find out the weekend numbers today. Uh, Ten more cases listed as probable. That means a whole bunch of days in a row we've had over 100 new cases here in the state. Recoveries went up slightly, too. Idaho has 3,898 presumed recovered cases. And it probably shouldn't surprise anybody, but just about 50% of the cases in the entire state are here in Ada County and Canyon Counties. 
Uh, it's where the hotbeds are. It's where most of the population is, so I suppose that makes the most sense, correct? Yep. But the state has 4,805 confirmed cases and 91 deaths courtesy of COVID-19. So the numbers are still there, now lower than what they were on Thursday and Friday of last week, of course, when we reached all-time highs. But still not great when you're over triple digits for six days in a row. It's not where you want to be. Took them long enough, it seemed inevitable to me, but uh, apparently over the weekend, the New England Patriots have reached a deal with Cam Newton to be their new quarterback, according to multiple reports. One-year deal, $7.5 million, that's a bargain, I think, if uh, Cam Newton can be even any part of what he used to be. Yeah. Uh, Patriots didn't say anything, but Newton posted on Instagram that he's excited as, uh, as I don't know what right now. And he's getting ready. Newton, of course, will be taking over for Tom Brady, who left the Patriots for the Buccaneers after 20 seasons and six Super Bowl championships. And we'll see. I mean, you know, Cam, I was, I always felt that Cam got a little bit of a raw deal in the NFL because, you know, I don't feel like anybody took more cheap shots than he did. Uh, but he also had some accuracy issues, but that could be an injury thing. And maybe, just maybe, he's bad. I mean, I don't think the Patriots sign him unless they've done their due diligence and he's healthy. You know what I'm saying? Right, right, yeah. So... He's got to be all right, and that should probably freak you out if you're a Bills fan or a Dolphins fan. or <laughs> Especially considering that uh, Cam Newton has beat the Patriots twice in the past. And Bill Belichick, you know, he loves the guys who can beat them, find a way to beat them. So put that into combination. I mean, it's, uh, you know, when uh, Jacoby Brissett filled in for uh, Tom Brady and, and Jimmy Garoppolo for a while, he was pretty fantastic, and they did a bunch of stuff with, they were able to completely change their offense, so it's like one of those things where you just don't know what's about to come. Oh, don't forget the original guy that cashed in on that, Matt Castle, who then signed a huge contract with the Kansas City Chiefs and then completely disappeared from the planet. Uh, and so, yeah, I mean, you know, they went 10-6 and six with Matt Castle, for God's sake. So they have the and it might not, not be done. Don't put any dirt on those guys. I would not. I would not if I were you. Big J, maybe just maybe one day they will make a movie that will become popular about the TV show Grey's Anatomy because it sounds like a complete bleep show behind the scenes. Uh, did you ever watch any of it at all? Ever? Yeah. Yeah, I did too. Yeah, the first three or four seasons. Me too. I I watched it. I I don't know what happened or or why I stopped. Well, I know why I stopped, but it was a just I guess okay. Your typical medical you know soap opera drama, but uh, so much was going on behind the scenes. Sandra Oh, who was on the show for ten seasons, now is on a great show called Killing Eve. By the way, if you've ever watched that, you should. It's fantastic. Uh, and so she was talking about her time on Grey's Anatomy and about how you know it was just a complete mess behind the scenes. She would argue all the time with Shonda Rhimes. The cast would argue with each other. People got kicked off the show. I mean, it was just like there was more drama going on behind the scenes than there was in front of the camera, it seems sometimes. And so uh, if you ever want to read a tell-all book about it, I imagine there will be one written at some point. But uh, Sandra O oh says she doesn't regret anything because she couldn't be where she is if she didn't spend some time on a little show called Grey's Anatomy. So yeah, while well, she was, you know, certainly part of the drama backstage and she got into fights a lot with Shonda Rhimes about her character and the, the direction the show was going, she says that it still helped out with a lot of relationships, helped her understand how really television shows are run. And she realized that if you're fighting for the show, then you're fighting for your character and people can, uh, that's okay to do that on a show from time to time. And so she uses some of that on the new show, Killing Eve, too. So get ready to get ready, I suppose, if you want to get into television, Big J. When you finally develop your morning show TV show, you're going to have to fight with some of the cast members. I hope you're ready. I'm ready. Good. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your first round of important stuff. Embarrassing for you. Man Up Mondays on the Morning After with Nick and Big J. 
Yep, Nick. And yesterday, the wife showed me a uh, a memory on Facebook from eight years ago. Oh. And uh, how time can change things because uh, the picture was uh, of a, a, a 1976 blue blazer up on a trailer being hauled away. <laughs> and that's the blazer that I bought uh, because I thought, you know what, I'm going to fix this thing up. That's what I thought. Eight years ago, I believed that I could fix a vehicle uh, when I know nothing about fixing vehicles. And then I was going to learn how to do it, and it was going to be great. A project car. Yeah, a project car. Uh, like I had some sort of skills magically appear that I would be able to do that. And uh, the, the thing, the difference is, is that uh, I had the means and, and the support. Uh, what we've learned in, in, in uh, the, our marriage, in our relationship, is that some things I don't deserve the support on. <laughs> that was one of them. Like, she should have never, and she'll admit this to this day, she should have never supported me buying that blue blazer. Old my old buddy Blue, uh, there uh, because uh, I, I just didn't I wasn't gonna ever do anything and I really ultimately didn't want to buy it. It was just a sentimental thing, and um, I knew deep down that I couldn't do it. And and, and, and indeed I couldn't. Uh, I barely could drive the thing around the block. Uh, it was in real bad shape. I was it was a stupid purchase on my part. But I mean the the difference is now after all these years I know that I should not be involved in a project like that. I remember how excited you were. Like, you looked around for one. You really wanted it. You wanted to fix it up. And then you bought it. Do you, did you ever do anything to it? Like, what did you end up doing? Like, yeah, what was I started it? to buy some parts. Okay. Uh, and and, and I, I got one of those parts catalogs yeah. for older vehicles. Okay. And I ordered a couple just, uh, they, they weren't anything to do with the engine or the transmission or anything that really needed work on that thing. They were cosmetic stuff just to get started. And then it just never, there was never, it was never going to happen. What did you end up doing? Did you like donate it somebody? Yeah, we sold it. We sold it okay, to, uh, to a kid who who you know was uh, somebody who loved going to shop class and learning how to build vehicles and that sort of thing. Probably is in great condition now. They probably restored. It's probably worth seventy thousand dollars. Like it was uh, going through some sort of a custom show uh, on Discovery Channel. But uh, but me no, I, I, it was the most ridiculous thing. And seeing that picture is both hurtful and hilarious. And now you're about to buy another vehicle, but this one doesn't need any work, yeah, no, right? No, it does not need any work. This okay. is not a project vehicle. It's just a, a dream vehicle that you've wanted, and now you get a chance to have. Yeah, I mean, it, it sure it is. A, I wouldn't say it's a dream vehicle. Well, it's not but the it's, ideal, but you've yeah. always wanted one. Yes. Yes. And so you're going to be able to knock it out of the park, which is very good, and no, uh, no actual means of mechanic-ing for you to do it all, right? Yep. Beautiful. Just the way the Lord intended. So, uh, thankfully... You got to say goodbye to Blue again eight years later. Did it feel just as sad this time around? Yeah, a little bit. It's your own fault. Hope you're well, Blue. Morning After with Nick and Big J. Coming up in a few short minutes, some important stuff. On the Morning After with Nick and Big J. Ah, Big J, it's going to be a rainy Monday, and that's kind of okay. Did you hear any of the thunder rolling around yesterday afternoon? Yeah! It's thunderstorm time, baby common around the United States, and so it's a good time to remind you that it's important to stay safe, bro. The average number of lightning fatalities has gone down over the past two decades, but that doesn't stop the National Lightning Safety Council, the NLSC, of course, as to remind you of certain activities you should avoid if you don't want to die by getting struck by lightning. You understand? Yeah. They reviewed all 418 lightning strikes that happened between 2016 and 2019. And 
62% of deaths were linked to leisure activities, meaning people were out doing things they shouldn't have been doing in a lightning storm and it got them killed. Number one, don't fish when it's lightning outside. You understand? Yeah. That fishing rod becomes a lightning rod and look out. Uh, especially while being at the beach and then camping, farming, or ranching made up the largest portion of deaths. Of course, some outdoor activities can drown out the sound of a storm approaching, and that makes it difficult for people to know that there even is a lightning storm on the way. So if there's any threat at all, a rumble or thunder, or what looks like a threatening sky, you should probably get to a safe place very quickly. Hey, is this an old wives' tale? I remember mm-hmm. hearing this when I was a kid, and I don't know. They, I, I remember being told, don't take a bath during a lightning storm or a thunderstorm. Does that sound familiar? Yeah, no. No? But I, I mean, I would... Maybe, yeah, I do actually kind of remember that now. Okay. You say maybe we need to get the National Lightning Safety I don't Council. think that that actually would do any harm to you, though. You're inside. Yeah. Because you're taking a bath outside. No, no. I, I don't know anybody who takes baths outside. Do you? Well, if you have an outdoor bathtub, right. maybe, yeah. you're, maybe you're taking a bath in your hot tub. That's not what that's for, though. Right? <laughs> Utah Jazz's Rudy Gobert is the first NBA player to test positive for the coronavirus back in March, and he revealed that, guess what? Here we are in June, he still hasn't fully recovered from the virus. The 28-year-old was talking to a French newspaper and says that he still doesn't have his full sense of smell back, saying the taste has finally returned, but the sense of smell is still not 100%. He says, I can smell smells still, but it has to be really, really close. I used to be able to smell from afar, not so much anymore. And he says he was talking to specialists who tell them that it could take up to a year for a sense of smell to fully return. However, Gobert intends to play when the NBA season starts and restarts in Orlando. It has been uh, two solid months of him testing negative. So even though he doesn't have anything, the residual effects are still there, which is Man. scary, I guess. Right? Yeah. Sense of smell is a good thing to have. He's going to miss it. Big J, people are all excited about the latest remake that has been announced. Pirates of the Caribbean is getting a makeover, apparently. And this time around, Margot Robbie is set to reboot the franchise. She will pay, play the lead in the female-fronted iteration of Pirates. Film won't be a spin-off of the Johnny Depp films, but I guess a wholly original story with the new characters. Of course, Depp, is, Depp has got himself some issues going on with his ex-wife, Amber Heard, and hasn't made a movie in a while because of it. And so they are looking to make some money because, listen, the Pirates of the Caribbean movie franchise has been a moneymaker. $4.5 billion it's made at the box office so far between the franchise. Even though the last movie was considered a flop, it only made $795 million, which is really only after uh, you know promotion and everything. It's about a $100 million profit because these movies were costing Disney at the time almost $400 million to make. It's seen as a way to kind of revive the franchise and give it something else, and so there you go. You're going to have some new Pirates of the Caribbean. Don't forget uh, Karen Gillian. Uh, she's not in the story. I didn't know she's oh, part yeah. of it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Her and Margot Robbie both going to be uh, starring in this movie, and um, that's a that's going to be pretty interesting. I have never seen any of the Pirates of the Caribbean movies. No, never? No. Oh, man. Come I never on. really had much of an interest in it, and so... You it, don't like was, pirate movies? I guess I don't. I can't think of you one just, that I've really Don't seen. hold them all to Cutthroat no, Island, I have, okay? I, I did see Cutthroat Island. I did not enjoy it. But it was terrible... Uh, but I also saw the previews, and I was like, this isn't for me. This is for they're, kids. They're a lot of fun, man. Right. They're a lot of fun. You, you, you Try watching the first one. I'll take your word for it, I think, and no. I'll pass. No, watch it. No, I'm all right. 
Morning After with Nick. I'm going to make you watch it somehow, some way. There's your important stuff for the 7 o'clock hour. With Nick and Big J on 100.3, the X rocks. Apologies in advance, Big J, as your personal life and professional life are about to merge here as today's We're Going to Hell story takes place in a place that you have been spending a lot of time in recently. Certainly. Mentally. And that is Twitch, Big J. You understand? I don't care. For those that aren't familiar, Big J, please explain what Twitch is. Uh, Twitch is a social media platform uh, focused on uh, streaming people playing video games. And a gentleman is suing Twitch for $25 million because he says he's a sex addict, Big J. And the site's overabundance of what he calls scantily clad gamers have caused him to injure his junk. You understand? Oh, my. The legal document was filed at a Santa Clara County court earlier this month. His name is Eric Estavillo. He is from San Francisco, and he claims that uh, Twitch has subjected him to overly suggestive and sexual content from various female streamers, Big J, and he can't handle it anymore. To cure the twitch in his pants, apparently the self-proclaimed addict reportedly resorted to using all sorts of different things to help him. You understand, Big J? No, I don't understand. What is he talking about? Uh, fleshlights. Oh, okay. And so he would watch gamers and then, you know, get it on with himself. And then, Big J, because he was watching so many scantily clad gamers play video games, he was, you know going to town on himself a lot of times and that caused uh, what he calls quote serious chafing in his junk area and despite that chafing he still went to town on himself he's got a problem yeah he says that his pastime was quote extremely painful caused him redness mild infections that forced him to use quote neosporin on the daily per the 56 page court document Estillo I'm not even sure if I can say this Let's say, uh, also in the court document, he says that on several occasions, he caused some damage to equipment because of things that ended up on that equipment. Like, he has damaged keyboards and monitors because of the uh, conclusion of his work. And he says that once he did it on to... Uh, his gaming system that caused it to short circuit and caused a small fire in his apartment. A small fire? Come on! In response to the lawsuit, Twitch has said, quote, these claims are frivolous and have absolutely no merit. Now, despite the allegations, Astavio says that he just can't find another hobby. According to the document, he's got uh, widespread depression, Crohn's disease, OCD, along with sex addiction that have uh, basically regulated him to surfing the internet in his apartment all day, and so he has no choice but to get it on with himself. You understand? Maybe the new hobby should be uh, finding mental health help. Agreed. Uh, Estevio apparently, according to his Twitch profile, is following 786 female gamers and zero male ones. Uh, many of the gamers are named in the lawsuit as well, which is weird. And whatever. So he's got some issues, to be sure. Now, listen... Uh, Twitch has, like, some sort of policy, right? Like, I mean, you can't be naked or anything close to that on that website, right? Well, it's funny you bring this up because uh, there are people who, yeah, agree with you that that's their policy, but there are some that get away with it. They do? Uh, at least uh, according to all this stuff, uh, that was uh, 
some of the vitriol that was happening during the uh, the whole Doctor Disrespect ban uh-huh. that I that was going on Twitter. There's one particular Twitch streamer who has, on numerous occasions, allegedly um, shown her breast, uh, and has has yet to receive any kind of um, you know. Uh, violation or any kind of... So while there may be people that have slipped through the cracks, there is a policy, correct? Supposed to be, yeah. yeah okay. Uh, and so that makes it impossible, or at least it's supposed to be difficult for people to see or access a bunch of nudity on there. And listen, uh, the internet's a cesspool, so if you really want nudity, you can find it wherever you really want Yeah, it's look. not like you could then go, oh, I'm going to see Pornhub. Yeah. I, I, listen, I, this I mean, guy's looking for an easy payday as far as I'm concerned. I'm not much of a conspiracy theorist, but I have a really hard time believing in sex addiction for the most part. Like, it, it's never your single friend John that's a sex addict. It's always the married 50-year-old creep that's getting it on with five different people that's not his wife that's a sex addict. You know what I'm saying? It's a convenient excuse a lot of times, in my opinion. And I'm not sure. It, it, maybe he's using it in order to hopefully get $25 million at the end game out of this. But, uh, listen, man, uh, you can keep your hands off yourself if you want to keep your hands off yourself. And if you can't, then yeah, go talk to somebody. But I'm not sure that's Twitch's fault that you can't keep your hands off yourself so much that you're chafing left, right, and center and causing small fires in your apartment. Agree or disagree? Maybe. Agreed. But then again, that's what America was built on. Frivolous lawsuits. And we continue to, to this day. Morning after with Nick and Big J. There's your We're Going to Hell story. It is the X-Rock. It's Nirvana. It's come as you are here on the morning after with Nick and Big J on 100.3, the X-Rocks. I will have to admit, I have a confession to make. As much as we talk about them, I don't think I have watched an entire Zoom reunion that have been going on over the last couple of months. Why would you? You don't care about most stuff. I've watched a couple of minutes of it, and then I've just been like, all right, I don't know if I need to see another 18 or 32 minutes of this kind of stuff. Have you watched one all the way through? Uh, yeah, I watched The Goonies okay. all the way through. That was like the first one that happened, right? Um, Or pretty close I to mean, it. I mean, close to it, yeah. Anyone since then? Uh, No. Now, why? Is it because you haven't been interested, or is it because it can never really recapture the Goonies awesome? I'll tell you why. Is because of the way generally that they're produced is is they're heavily edited. That bothers me too. I mean, I mean heavily, and and I'm like, you know, I mean, we don't do that with the stuff we do. <laughs> we do an interview with the zoo. Uh, you're pretty much getting the entire thing, just like we would do here normally of you know, the regular interview. So, um, unless they, you know, drop f bombs or something like that, you know, you're, you're you're not editing that stuff out. So I really don't like it. I would rather see. Uh, the way everybody's, you know, whether they're interacting or what have you in the real time. But, you know, you've had, you've been part of Zoom calls too where you can understand why they're, I mean, because especially when you probably get a bunch of people on there, there's talking over each other and there's lags in, in the delay and they're probably yeah, trying to cut all I that kind of stuff things. out. But, yes, they are heavily edited and perhaps even overly produced, but they are happening more and more and that has been a good thing about the quarantine that has happened is there have been a lot of these things and one that happened over the weekend which was a, uh, a fundraiser for Global Citizen Unite for Our Future benefit concert. They did the X-Men cast up, uh, which is basically reuniting because it's been 20 years since the original X-Men movie. There we go, our uh, <laughs> bad impressions. That's all right. Uh, Ryan Reynolds Son of has a- been done enough on bad impressions. And so uh, you can pretty much expect at this point that Ryan Reynolds is going to be anywhere that Hugh Jackman is. And if you're, if Hugh Jackman is or somewhere, vice versa. you should expect 
that those two are going to be together. And that's kind of what happened. It was basically supposed to be a four-person meetup on Zoom. <laughs> Hugh Jackman, Holly Berry, Famke Jensen, and then Patrick Stewart all met up on Zoom. And then Ryan Reynolds popped up on the screen and had a little bit of fun and talked about how they were in the movie together, which, of course, they weren't and all sorts of other stuff. And so they were together in an X-Men movie, but that wasn't until X-Men Origins Wolverine, which was a complete mess terrible, of Deadpool. Terrible. <laughs> and so terrible. It was it was rough. And then, you know, he only popped up for a minute or so, and then he left, and that was fun. But then they had a couple other people pop by. Uh, James McAvoy and Sophie Turner popped up, too. And they had some fun. Of course, they're from the later versions of X-Men the, First Class. The X-Men stuff. And even, uh, well, I mean, even Sophie Turner wasn't in that one. She was in until Dark Phoenix where she came around and then uh and then so there was the whole kind of confusion and crossing of timelines there they had fun and sophie turner made a joke about it she her thinking it was a game of thrones reunion (laughs) and everybody uh everybody had fun and then uh james mcavoy said he was leaving to do the split reunion another joke and everybody had fun and so uh it was a good time fun times to be had there's an opportunity for you to check it out if you want to give a little bit of money to global citizen you certainly can to see yet another quarantine reunion i'm trying to think which one would have to happen for me to be like super excited about it i mean didn't community do one it did and i that's the one i've watched the most out of but but even still i, I wasn't able to make it all the way through. I mean, I, and that's your favorite programming right uh well i don't know i wouldn't call it that okay i would call mystery science theater and, and, but you see you, you don't have to have one of those because they're continuing to do mystery science theater 3000 or what would it take for that uh, well, I mean, I guess I saw live when they came to town. That was something. But uh, even with the community, it, it is one of those things that I have bookmarked where I'm like, when I have two hours, I'm going to sit down and really watch it. But that's the other oh, part of it. it's two hours long? Yeah, it's, it's, oh, it's, it's, well, it's an hour and 45 minutes. And so I, I wanted to sit down and watch it at some point. Uh, I did watch the entire uh, reread of an episode, but that was only 22 minutes. So that was easier to sit through. But I was trying to figure out what would have to happen for me to sit down and Nothing. watch a full reunion. You won't do it. And I don't think I, I don't think I could. I don't think I I mean, could. the Goonies one is, is only like 25 minutes. I know. So. Well, that's the one I watched the most out of. That That, that is technically a reunion. That, that One of these things that were scheduled that I watched the most out of. But it was... It's difficult, I guess, for me. Or maybe I don't have the intention span for it. I don't know. I don't know. Or maybe I just enjoy the properties too much and would rather just rewatch the movie as opposed to them talking about it. Um, there could be that as well. Yesterday I watched uh, E, the television network. You know, they were doing, they do these uh, programs. They were doing a uh, anniversary thing on Back to the Future. Uh-huh. So there was also a Back to the Future one, which I watched some of. Uh, and pretty much they're the same thing. But just, well, much better produced. Which one? The E one is better yeah. produced? Oh, yeah. So it, w- it was like actual interview segments of them yes. talking about it, and they just rehashed the same stories that they Pretty did much. in the... Yeah, yeah. That's part of it, too. You maybe have heard the stories before as well. Morning After with Nick and Big J. Coming up, some important stuff. Let's not forget your pop culture smackdown, too. In the news today. On the Morning After with Nick and Big J. Fair warning. Uh, important stuff is not a happy-go-lucky important stuff story this time around, but it does qualify as important stuff. I'm not sure who needs to hear this, but hey... Uh, check on your grandparents, all right? Because since the beginning of this whole coronavirus pandemic, it's been pretty obvious that the demographic of people that it affects without a doubt the most and probably does the most harm to are elderly Americans. Agree or disagree, Big J? Yeah, agreed. And so now, here's what's also happening. 
is because of the reopening of the economy and the whole mask or no mask debate that we all are faced with at every inch of our timeline that we are involved with on social media, uh, there's a lot more older people out there that are down in the dumps. Why, Big J? Because they get the feeling from the general public that they are quote-unquote expendable. Really? You don't say? Yeah. Yeah, because the pandemic is raging on and people are talking about all sorts of horror stories about how everything is getting swept from the rug and how, you know, basically there's 125,000 deaths in America, most of them in the elderly side of things, and all of them are nameless at this point, you know? Entire, entire uh, retirement homes wiped out. Correct. In New York. It's it's awful. And outside of that, uh, they're getting a lot of messages from people that either don't want to wear masks or upset about wear masks that basically uh, they're not as important as a store opening. And so we're also dealing with a generation that is very, very uncomfortable talking about their feelings, right? They're not used to the being able to sit down and talk to a psychologist or being okay with letting their feelings go. A lot of or, that stuff is internalized. You. Right. I mean, the, the 60s, think about it. The 60 or 70-year-old person in your life is not going to tell you everything about how they're feeling. That's just the way they're programmed and the way they were brought up. And so York University uh, did as much in, in investigation as they could and research as they could, and they found out that, not surprisingly, anybody over the age of 50 right now is probably at a mental low in their life. They're dealing with depression, they're dealing with loneliness, they're dealing with feelings of rejection, they're dealing with feelings of unwantedness and expendability, and all those things are not a good mental place to be. And whether you are, you know, wearing a mask or not, it might be a good idea to throw grandma a phone call and say, hi, hey, how you doing? And maybe, just maybe, she's not going to give you all the information that she's feeling inside because that's not the way she's wired, but maybe having somebody check up on her will actually make her feel wanted, which is maybe what some of those people are missing right now. And so, a lot of times, lost in all of this debate is how uh, the the older generations are doing currently. And the answer is not great. Whether they're healthy or they're not healthy, mentally, they're probably not great because essentially, we're telling them to pound sand for the most part. And so, that's not a great feeling. Anybody that's been told that will tell you. And so, checking up on your grandparents or the older part of people in your family or that elderly neighbor that you know doesn't have a lot of people pop by and just making sure everybody's okay might be a really cool thing to do right about now and so that's important to know that you know listen things aren't great for them and maybe they need our help or at least our friendship in this time to help them get through this crazy thing we're calling uh, life in 2020 agree or disagree big agreed Congratulations to Denny Hamlin. He won at Pocono Raceway on Sunday night, the second NASCAR Cup Series race of the weekend. Kevin Harvick came in second one day after their positions were reversed from Saturday's late race when he won and Hamlin was second. Uh, Pocono also became the first track in NASCAR history to hold three National Series races on the same day. It was a busy weekend in Pennsylvania, basically, is what that boils down to. Cam Newton is going to be a Patriot. He signed a one-year deal worth up to $7.5 million, so they got themselves a quarterback. Cam uh, Newton seems to be pretty happy about it. So do a lot of players in the NFL. Even former Panthers are going out of their way to congratulate Cam. He seems to be pretty well-liked over there. So we'll see what he does as a Patriot if he can stay healthy. Good luck, man. U.S. District Judge uh, Otis Wright dismissed a suit brought on by J.C. Lee. You may not know who J.C. Lee is, but this is a suit that he attempted to reclaim from her father, uh, Stan Lee's property after his death at 95. Uh, Stan Lee apparently had a bunch of money that he uh, w- left someplace that his daughter was trying to reclaim, and the court basically uh, threw it out. 
saying that he uh, the court is going by Stan Lee's wishes uh, of the will and not by the daughter's wishes of the will. So that's been an ugly estate battle since Stan Lee passed away uh, at the age of 95 a few years ago. And so now we're going back and forth in the lawsuit. It's like knives out in real life is what it really boils oh down to in the Stan Lee story. And so now a judge has thrown out that particular lawsuit. And so we're back to the actual document that Stan Lee signed. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your important stuff. We'll do some pop culture smackdown here in a sec. On the Morning After with Nick and Big J. Yep, and we have a nice Morning After prize package for you. A care package, if you will, with an X-Rocks 25th anniversary sticker to hook you up with and an X-Face covering. Nick uh, had a couple of those to hand out while we were out at the uh, live broadcast this past weekend. We'll, we'll have a couple more out there as well. But here's a chance for you to win one with Pop Culture Smackdown. Just beat Nick. And today we have a special uh, theme, Nick. It is a, a, the birthday of a, na- a national treasure, Gary Busey's birthday. Oh, man. Gary Busey. 76 years old. All right. You're going to have to know a little bit about Gary Busey. Yeah. If you would like to win. That's right. All you have to do is get on the phone if you'd like to play. Let me give you our number. It is 208-287-1003. It is a battle of pop culture knowledge in order to claim the prize, which would be mailed out to you. You don't have to go and pick it up or anything like that. Hello, the X. Good morning. Good morning, man. What's your name? Kenny. All right. You're up first, man. Gary Busey played the bad guy named Joshua in the 80s action movie starring Mel Gibson and Danny Glover. What was it called? Oh, uh, Lethal Weapon? There you go. Lethal Weapon is correct. Uh, Nick, Busey played Agent Peter Keys in this big-time movie sequel, which also came out in 1990. Movie sequel? Yep. Uh, FBI agent, well, uh, federal agent Peter Keys. Sequel. Sequel. 1990. Beverly Hills Cop 2. What? No. Wrong. It also starred Danny Glover? Predator 2? Predator 2. Nah, I wouldn't have got that. Come on, man! I, I, I don't even know any character in Predator 2. What was Danny Glover's character's name in Predator 2? Uh, his name was... Uh, let's see. I just watched it uh, Friday night, by the way. <laughs> that explains why you knew this one. Brannigan. Brannigan. All right. I have no idea. I mean, I watched Predator 2 when it came out, and that's the last time I watched All right, Predator you, you win. Here are some of the other questions, Nick. Busey played an FBI agent in this classic action drama buddy movie starring Keanu Reeves and Patrick Swayze. That would be Point Blank. Uh, Gary Busey made, made a. Or I'm sorry, Busey earlier in his career was nominated for an Oscar for lead role in what movie? Buddy Holly story. That yeah. one I knew. And then uh, Gary Busey has made a return to a TV to TV as a judge on this reality show on the Should, Animal Channel. Judge Busey. Pet judge. Pet judge. Gary Busey's pet judge. All right. There you go, man. Congratulations. You got a face covering and a prize package coming your way. Hang on one second. We'll get some information from you, and we will do some headlines. That's happening next in the X-Rock. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Headlines brought to you by a particular website. That is GoTeamSaveMoney.com. That's a website for Team Mazda, man. You should check it out if you're in the market for a newer used vehicle. The pre-owned superstore always up and updating their inventory. New Mazda's on sale always, most for your trade-in. It's all available for you at the website, GoTeamSaveMoney.com. Headlines are as follows. Big J, outbreak. Nice driving or not how it works. Oh, outbreak. Talk about precious cargo. U.S. Customs and Border Protections Office field operations say officers at the Hidalgo International Bridge in Texas made an unusual discovery in a pickup truck attempting to cross the border from Mexico. An endangered spider monkey, Big J. 
Oh, damn. They found the monkey concealed in the vehicle's center console. A U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service agent was summoned to the scene and took custody of the monkey, which will be quarantined and examined by a veterinarian before being transferred into a new home. But watch out, smuggling monkeys. That's how Outbreak got started. Yeah. We already got one going on. We're good. We're all filled up there. Yeah, we got enough. We don't need another outbreak. So hopefully they take care of this thing. But watch out. Also, it might kill you. What, the monkey? Yeah. Yeah, spider monkeys aren't usually the ones that do the uh, the face ripping and that kind of stuff. But I can understand the uh, the monkey fear that you may have. I have fear, monkey, monkey fear. Yeah, monkey shines. Nice driving or not how it works? Not how it works. This is why you should save the number of a taxi company on your phone or maybe just download the Uber app. But a woman in Florida was arrested on Wednesday of last week after she called 911 four times asking for a ride to another city. Her name is Sarah Alma. She's 31 years old. She called the first time and said hello before hanging up. Officers that went to the location of the call didn't find anybody. She then made a second call and the call disconnected. After that, police found her in a hospital parking lot. She then told them she had called because she needed a ride. Officers said, hey, listen, Sarah, 911 is only for emergencies, and so it's not really a taxi service, so why don't you go ahead and leave the property unless you need medical help? Sarah then walked away two steps and called 911 to complain about the officer's service. When she called 911 a fourth time, she was then taken to the Polk County Jail and charged with one count of misuse of 911. It's not a cab company. It's not there for your service. It's there if you need emergency. That's the way it's supposed to be done. We've been having this story since the, the beginning of time. For some reason, people love calling 911 for rides. Why do you think that is? I don't know, but I don't want to... Listen, I've been in a cop car uh, numerous times. You don't want to ride in the back. So you're saying even if they did give you a ride, you wouldn't want the ride you're going to get if you called 911? Yeah. Gotcha. Because of comfort? Yeah, it's not very comfortable. Well. Those usually smells. Like? Like jail people. I will not ask you to elaborate. <laughs> We'll wrap it up with nice driving. Fresh off the lot, Lamborghini was totaled in England this week after just 20 minutes on the road. West Yorkshire police said a mechanical failure forced the brand new Spider, reportedly worth around $250,000, to stop abruptly on the M1 highway last Wednesday. It was then that it was hit from behind by an innocent motorist in a van. Neither driver was seriously injured, thank goodness. Police shared pictures of the wrecked car to Twitter and the hashtag could have cried along with it. But yeah... Apparently, this dude dropped a quarter of a million dollars on a car. It had a mechanical breakdown in the middle of the highway and then got rear-ended within 20 minutes of him driving off the lot. Boy, I sure hope he left (laughs) when he had insurance. (laughs) I don't think they let you drive off the lot without insurance, but you want to talk about depreciated value. I mean, they say you lose money the second you drive off the lot, but look out, man. Also, not great that it had a mechanical failure right away. Correct. It does not bode well for the Lamborghini mechanics. You're right about that. There are your headlines. You're up to date on pretty much everything. Some bad impressions and more on the way. In this moment, the in-between here on the morning after with Nick and Big J on 100.3, the x Rock, Something near and dear to your heart, Big J. Good old leftovers. Is it near and dear to my heart? Yeah, you love them. Okay. You're uh, just talking about what you do with all the leftover brisket that would be involved. Yeah, yeah, that's brisket, though. I mean, but hey, listen, uh, you know, research here has revealed that uh, millennials... Those are people born from 1980 to 1994, Nick. Uh, and I'm going to throw in generation that is younger than that as well. Uh, they throw out an equivalent of 633 meals a year. Are you talking about Gen X? 
Sure, no. Uh, yeah, for whatever. Whatever generation that is. <laughs> uh, because uh, they don't know how to reheat the leftovers. Wait, what? Yeah. What are we talking about? Uh, I don't know. It's a you're great saying question. if you're born in 1980, you don't know how to use a microwave? Apparently, a new survey found that 23% of millennials admitted they don't know how to deal with leftovers. Uh, that's compared to just 6% of those of over the age of 55 who said they didn't know what to do with leftover food. <laughs> you eat it, idiots! You repurpose it! What? 21% of millennials surveyed said they throw away food because they got bored eating what they already have had at home. <laughs> now listen, I've been guilty of that. I've chucked away something that like, it's been three days. It's enough already. But, I mean, it, I, I, I never has the thought occurred to me, I've made this once. What on God's green earth would I ever be able to do with it again? Yeah, I mean, you know, it's tough sometimes, but I also, as I sit there and think about it, and I look, I'm like, man, there's so many people who uh, don't have anything, and I hear, we, you know, we throw away so much. We've been, lately, especially since the coronavirus started, we have been stockpiling food that we're not eating, and it's going bad. Oh, that's not good. I know, and and it's, you know, I, I mean, I'll admit my part in it, uh, the, the wife's got a part in it, everybody's had a part in it, but uh, it is kind of difficult. In my household, though, I'm the leftovers guy, as you mentioned. Yes. Uh, the kids uh, less likely to eat leftovers that we've made at the house, right? Like, like it's something we've made at home. Whereas if they, they order out, it. then they'll they'll happily yeah. eat that two days in a row. Yeah, well, depending, uh, but yeah. Yeah, I don't get, I mean, the other part of it is, I mean, I, I think we have this obsession with repurposing for some reason. Like, not everything you make has to be repurposed into something else. It's nice if you can do it, but it doesn't always have to be that way. Like, uh, you know, if you make spaghetti, it doesn't ha you don't have to make it a, a different kind of casserole just because you have it in there or do something different to it. You can have it. It's okay to have it two days in a row. The other part of it is, you know, if somebody has a bad experience with leftovers, that'll turn them off to it forever, I found out, you know? Like, if you eat leftovers after five days it's in the fridge you're not supposed to and you get sick, then you're like, I don't do leftovers, man. That's not what I do. But uh, maybe don't make enough food for a small army then would be the other alternative to that. Yeah, I've certainly, I, I'll say this, uh, in the last month and a half, I've certainly cut down the uh, the time spent in the fridge, uh, stuff that, that, I, that I'll, I'll eat leftovers of, because not that long ago, I got pre, I didn't feel very good at all, because I'd eaten something that You didn't tell me expired. that was like, what, five or six days after Yeah, you? yeah, and I'm like, oh man, that may have been pushing the limits, and uh, so yeah, I'm a little, uh, a little more conservative on that now. Yeah, it's smart. Uh, three, four days tops, is uh, whether it's, it's properly contained or otherwise is about the limit that something can stand in a fridge. And, of course, depending on what ingredients are used, it may actually be less than that. Also, a determining factor is how good the meal was to begin with. Also true, of course. Like, of course. Uh, I made something last week, and it just, you know, it didn't go over that great. And a lot of it sat there in the fridge. And I'm like, I didn't even want to address it. What was it? Oh, I made some sort of, like chicken tender kind of thing it was it was i was being forced to use a uh, product i didn't want to use let's put it that way well if you can't even categorize it it probably couldn't have been that i was good. trying to make like chicken parmesan but it didn't really come out the way i wanted it <laughs> yeah also true you don't want to eat something again if it was terrible the first time but uh listen everybody that's confused it's real easy uh, I'm not I'm not a huge fan of microwave stuff. I like to even with leftovers. I like to heat it up in the oven. That's just the way I like to roll. Yeah. Uh, but uh, but just throw it in the microwave, man. Uh, two to three minutes and see what happens. And usually you're all right if you have any questions about your leftovers. Usually you're okay there. Morning after with Nick and Big J. We'll do some bad impressions next on the X Rocks. Morning after with Nick and Big J on 100.3 The X. Yeah, we'll get you a morning after. 
care package. It's got an X-Rocks 25th anniversary sticker in it and an X face covering for you. Uh, if you can figure out bad impressions here this morning. Let me give you our phone number. It is 208-287-1003. That's the number that you can call right now if you would like this care package mailed out directly to your residence. You don't have to come in and pick it up. We put it in an envelope and we send it to you. That is the easiest way to get you things these days. We try to make things easy around here if we can. Bad Impressions works like this. Big J has worked diligently and hard to come up with three different clues that revolve around somebody that is pretty famous. If you can figure out who that famous person is in three clues or less, that prize package becomes yours, we hope, and you become happy. At least a good way to kick off your week. Hello, the X. Hey, what's up, man? What's your name? Jeremy. All right, Jeremy, you're up. I'm a man, an anchor man. Are you looking for the actor or the... Yeah, the actor. Uh, Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell's correct. One and done, Jeremy. Congratulations. Hang on one second. We'll get that prize package mailed out to you. Clues two and three for fun. Some people still call me Frank the Tank from my movie Old School. And I graduated from USC, went on to be a member of SNL and make a crap ton of comedy movies, including Step Brothers, Anchorman, and Ricky Bobby. Why is Will Ferrell in the Well, news? over this weekend, debuting on uh, on Netflix, Nick, a movie you asked me if I've seen yet and drops the knowledge on me uh, called Eurovision. Uh, did not also starring Rachel McAdams um, and uh, Dan Stevens is a movie about something that used to be or has been happening in real life. The Eurovision Song Contest Story of Fire Saga is the name of the movie, but it's been going on since the 50s, Nick. And it's a contest there in uh, I think it's is it Sweden. I'm guessing it's Europe. Europe. Considering it's Eurovision. Y- yep. And uh, basically, uh, it, it's a contest of, of people bringing their best uh, to uh, recreate a song karaoke style. Is it? Um, aren't the originals though? Isn't it like uh, it's basically like America's Got Talent or Britain's Got Talent came first, I guess? But it's been on forever, right? Yes. Since 1956. Are, like, there's established bands that perform on this show, and there are people that have had their careers kick off because of it, and apparently it's a gigantic deal. I have never heard of it up until this movie trailer came out, and then I heard about the real thing, but it's pretty crazy. And it's clear that this has to be the inspiration for uh, one of the episodes of Rick and Morty. Oh, maybe. Yeah, it could be. Could very well be. I mean, show us what you got. I mean, that's pretty much to save the Earth uh, is is kind of a, a, a similar line, I would say. But I, I will give it up to Eurovision after doing some research. I mean, like, you know, obviously boy bands have won and pop bands have won. But also, like, full-on hardcore metal bands have won the entire contest as well. So they don't uh, discriminate, which is nice. Yeah, it's, it's awesome. So that's available on your Netflix now, and I'm sure it'll be number one. Uh, for this week, at least. Better than Flora's Lava, I assure you. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your bad impressions. We'll wrap up the show here next on the X-Rock. Some Mastodon, Curl of the Burl, wrapping up this Monday edition of the Morning After with Nick and Big J. Thank you so much for tuning in to us on this 29th day of June. We appreciate it more than we say. Also got a chance to give away some uh, care packages today. That always feels good. We talked to you about checking in with the, the elderly person on your list, your grandma, your grandpa, that elderly neighbor. It's important right about now. Grams. Please do that. Also had a chance to uh, Big J air out some feelings he has about the weekend, including what's happened to some of his heroes. And he talked about leftovers, too. We ran the gamut today, Big J. Damn right. Right now in front of God and everybody. 
But a reminder that if you're looking for something cool, you may want to check out Keystone Light. They're giving away three Polaris Sportsman 570 ATVs this summer right here in the Treasure Valley. So look for Keystone Displays, your favorite place to get Keystone Light, and then text in the keyword to enter to win. We're going to do one of those on Thursday. More details about that coming up here a little bit later on this week as well. That leaves you with the floor, Big J. Well, hey, if you're making a trip to Costco to pick up some groceries, uh, new item at the food court, Nick, ice cream sundaes. That's new? Yeah, they, they've had yogurt, but now they're, they're throwing down ice cream. Did you partake? No, they just it just happened just oh. this week. Okay, so it's not like new this weekend. It's starting this week. You can have ice cream. Apparently. Uh, is it like a build-your-own-sunday bar kind of a thing? No, can't no, be, no, not no, right no, now, no, right? No. So what comes on nope. the Sunday? Nope, uh, the very berry sundae is made with vanilla, frozen uh, yogurt, and strawberries. Uh, the ice cream version, of course, uh, will have the, the very berry stuff with it. And then uh, you've got the chocolate uh, there as well, the hot chocolate syrup. All right. Would you partake? Uh, no, nah, because I'd be stuffing my face with a pizza or a hot dog. What did they get rid of? of? The Polish sausage, sausage, right? sausage, Yeah, sad. And it's not there, correct? You've tried? Nope. Well, no, when they say they get rid of something, they get well, rid of yeah, something. Yeah, but I don't know. It could be uh, based on location. I don't know. Maybe there's something regional involved in it. Uh, but there's no backup? What do, you, what do you get instead of the polar sausage? Dog. You get the, the hot, hot dog. dog. Okay. Their do hot dog's you, pretty good. Do you usually get something every time you go to Costco? If I'm hungry. Which is, on average... Every time. Just making sure. What, man? Morning after. I have a I have a standing order to my wife. Bring home a hot dog. If you're going home, to, if you're going to Costco, bring me a hot dog. She'll bring you a hot dog all the way back from Costco, and you'll eat it. No, she has not done that so far. Oh, it's a okay. standing order that she uh, just ignores. She is. Ign- well, that'll get you court martial. Yep. But so far, you haven't brought her up on charge. You're right, though. It's about time to get that kangaroo <laughs> court going. <laughs> This is what we need. More litigious fun in the Big J household. (laughs) Morning After with Nick and Big J. That's the end of the show. Jason Drew's up next. Have a good one. It's the X-Rocks.